Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and with me, as always, are my good buddies, Eddie, Chuck, and Sherry. Everybody, Ooh. what's up? All right. Hello. How are you? Hello. How are you? Gosh, I, I feel like I just talked to you because this week we're recording uh, back-to-back because our, our one and only Eddie is leaving us next week to go, I, I don't know where he's going, Mars or the moon or something for <laughs> vacation. Where, where are you heading Jupiter, next Jupiter. week, Eddie? Jupiter. Jupiter. Everybody goes to Mars and the moon. I want to try something different. I want to go to a giant one. You know, Eddie's going to Jupiter. He found some some <laughs> elder novelty on a distant planet. So he's Uranus was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good thing about like, Jupiter is they say in the center it has small little planets. So I'll, I'll be going in through all the clouds. It'll be a small planet like yours. There you go, in, in your own spaceship that you built from uh, the back of a comic book, right? <laughs> yes. I was watching Vegetable Soup when I was back in fourth grade, and they built a spaceship, and I'm doing just like them. Awesome, awesome. So, guys, we are recording this on June 15th, but this podcast will actually uh, be hitting on the early morning of the 23rd. So, guess where I will be heading on the early morning of the 25th or the Uh-oh. 24th? Monster Bash, man, I cannot, cannot, cannot wait. It's like Christmas morning for me. And guys, you know what? I am going to get some great pictures from there. I'm going to get some great videos uh, of the guests and everything up there. Because I tell you what, Monster Bash is one of those places where nobody cares if you're videoing or if you're taking pictures. They, 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 Even the guests, they really encourage it and, and they love it. You'll see if you're videoing, they'll wave to you, give you... A, a high they just they're absolutely fantastic i mean these are all of our our uh monster heroes and heroines and actors and actresses from the 50s and 60s and some of them you know that are around that a uh, little bit older from the 40s but they're there's some great they are great great people they're fantastic they're always uh wanting to talk and take photos and, and like i said they encourage it so i'm gonna try to get some good video and photos there, and I will be posting them on houseoftheunusual.com on the forum site there under Crypt of Classics. So make sure you guys check that out because I'll be posting them uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so the 24th, 25th, and 26th. And if I find some cool collectibles, I'll be posting them up there too to, to brag a little bit. So definitely keep a lookout. And Eddie, you're saying that there's uh, what, what do you have on the website now? What kind of video? Uh, when we were talking about earlier about uh, Sherry and uh, Chuck's uh, tour of the haunted house, that is exactly what I have as the trailer right now on the video. So when you, I've been revamping the YouTube channel as I've been saying to people because what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to having everything on playlists. Like for example, Chuck and his archives, all the Chuck does will be under Chuck's archives, and Chuck's corners will have a playlist of its own because it is a weekly uh, show, which I don't want to get all mixed in. And then people, if they want to see Chuck's Corner, won't know what to watch. I'm having Crypt of Classic. Joe's Corner is going to be phenomenal. Joe, well, Joe doesn't have weekly shows, but he has weekly uh, Crypt of Classics that you're going to be putting out and stuff, and people need to keep that an eye on that. And then I'm thinking of mine. I was working on my thing called Eddie's Deep Dives. And what I'm going to be doing, uh, hopefully, upcoming is I'm going to now that I have the storage and I've been consolidating uh, five storages into three, I'm going to be opening a lot. In fact, I'm actually looking to open every single box of what I own and putting it out so I know what's in there. And what I've done is I bought an actual eight bookshelves. And I'm talking about the five-tier bookshelves, the big ones. I bought eight of them in Walmart, and I need to build them. That's the only thing that kind of sucks. But I'm going to be putting – I already have like 10 up, but I'm going to be putting throughout the wall, and I'm going to open every magazine, every box I have, because this way, instead of having to have so much space to store, everything will be open, so it will be small items here and there, and you can fit everything to a shelf instead of like whatever. I'm also having one that's going to be only displays of toys, uh, I've sent some pictures to you guys. You guys seen that I had some videotapes and stuff. 
I'm actually going to carry all the videotapes out of there into the big storage and try to make that only for toys and put like another four or five shelves in there uh, just for to open the toys and, and people can get an idea and I can have an idea. And then what I'm going to be doing is in Eddie Steve Dives, I'm actually going to bring out uh, some of the stuff, original stuff I have, anything that's duplicate and stuff. And I'm not just going to probably start auctioning stuff up. Now, Joe, it's something I was thinking about and, and you know, I was going to tell you guys about, but I've been, there's one particular guy I've been following. He goes under the name on YouTube by Mr. Buys a Lot. And what he does is, he buys, you know, he just recently bought for $39,000 a comic book haul. Wow. And bought an entire uh, storage room from a guy that passed away. That's what I and this do. guy has the Golden Age comics, the ones like uh, most of them are like Kitty comics, like, you know, Walt Disney's uh, comics. They have a Bucks Bunny, Porky Pig. Oh. Richie Rich, but he's got thousands. There's like 40, 50 boxes. And um, some of the comics in there are worth 500 to 1,000. The guy, if you go to Mr. Vizalot and you see one of the videos that shows a comic book haul he recently did, you'll see that he actually goes through a lot of the boxes and shows what type of comics there. You know they are. Uh, some of them have older bags because, you know, they've been. But the whole thing is he's having what's called a live auction. And the way that would work is you would run a live auction on YouTube and you would have links. Let's say, you know, like when you go live, people can have, um, they they put in comments, right? So what you do is you give people that are going to bid certain uh, comments. Uh, you, I mean, you register them for your head and you know who's bidding and who's not. And then once anybody, you know, you put an item. So it's done live. It's not done through eBay. You don't have to pay the eBay fees and all that. I'm going to try that. I'm working on that. And I think it will be great because it's going to help us to grow a lot more and it's going to bring a more of a fan base on that. So hey, Eddie, are you, are you, are you uh, talking to us from underwater? You're sounding real well. Yeah, you're starting to go down. <laughs> you're starting to go down. <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing Eddie's deep dives from the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Sounds like no, you're uh, the how about pole, that? You guys hear me better? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I was hearing there. I, I don't know. But no, what I'm saying is uh, that I'm going to work on a live broadcast on YouTube to do live auctions. So I'm going to start Eddie Steve Dives. And what I'm doing with that, uh, you know, I went a little I just came back up right now. It's going to be <laughs> weekly do live auctions on my playlist on YouTube. And I think it'll be phenomenal. All the collectors are going to love that especially when they can buy original 1970s comic book novelties. Yeah, that would be cool, man. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Now, hey, yeah. hey uh, Chuck and Sherry, I have to ask you guys real quick. Uh, have you guys had a chance to uh, to watch the, the, the movie yet? <laughs> oh, you're so funny, Joe. <laughs> hey, Joe, I have a question for you. What's up? Do you dress up for your Monster Bash? You know what? I, I have thought about it before, but I, I do not. I, I like to wear a nice uh, monster shirt. Oh, cool. I, I actually have, um, it's it really kind of weird. So, like, the first day of Monster Bash, I have a tradition where I wear my Universal Monster Army uh, black shirt. Cool. So, it's a, uh, the Universal Monster Army forum site, years and years ago, they used to sell, um, they had a limited supply of shirts that they sold with their logo on the front. So, I usually wear that. That's my my first day shirt. Mm -hmm. uh, second day is kind of like it, I go crazy. I wear any shirt on the second day. Oh, you will, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I just I go all out and I, I usually wear. Down, Joe. Yeah, down. I I know. Sometimes I get a little bit out of control, but second day is any shirt goes day, and uh, the third day I have this. Um, this Bela Lugosi Dracula. It's a um, one that I think Monster Bash actually produces, and it's kind of um, it, it almost looks like a painting almost, but it, it's real like kind of colorful. So that's usually my my third day shirt. I, I don't know. I had a tradition. I've been doing it for the last I don't know four or five years that way. So I kind of just stuck with it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That's cool. Yeah. I tell you what, Joe. Back back years ago, when the Harry Potter series was real popular, 
you know what? I was hired to do the book releases. Remember at different Barnes and Nobles? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. So I would actually do close up magic. I would I would start like eleven o'clock at night, and then I'd quit about five to twelve because all the midnight. And uh, wow, you would see the craziest costumes. Oh, uh, I could imagine. I mean, it was unbelievable. You know, you know my my wife worked at uh, Barnes and Nobles when they had um. Re- release of some of the uh, the Harry Potter books and all that at midnight, right? Yeah. And you wouldn't believe the people that were there dressed up. I mean, it oh. looked like it looked like a convention, a comic convention. I mean, it, it was did. really cool. It, I, I, yeah, I, I like seeing all that stuff and, and people that passionate about it and having fun. But oh. it, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. But I tell you what, th- there are some people at Monster Bash that do dress up. Uh, here and there, you get some that dress up. You know, it's Frankenstein's monster, uh, Abbott and Costello. Uh, a lot of like the original ones. Now, I think at this one, I'd have to look online. I, I believe um, somebody from the Three Stooges is there. It's either this one or or the um, uh, the October one. But I'm interested to see if anybody's going to dress up as the Stooges when uh, when he no, gets no. there. You know, yeah, yeah, but these, uh, but these book releases, I would, I'd walk around and I'd do close up magic, I'd do strolling magic, walking through the crowd, and nice. uh, man, they were dressed up. It was, re- it was crazy, and then, yeah. and then I would quit about maybe five to twelve, maybe ten to, because they would start to get excited, and then the, and the, and the big pellets would come out that pull the books out, and I'd say, uh oh, I think it's time for me to go, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was well, that, that would be cool at Monster Bash if someone you know was walking around doing some. uh some close-up magic like like that hint yeah. hint there, Chuck Caputo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, hey, that might, because that might you know it it, it is a uh, it, it's one of those crowds that would really enjoy that because you do get a lot of um also you get a lot of horror hosts that that are there in their costume and all that and um you know pe- people love it there it's a very open crowd and everything they love seeing that stuff magic and horror hosts I I think it would go over, go over uh, very well, well there yeah. yeah. I like the fact that you said that they don't mind you videotaping or taking pictures. I think that's great because you know what? You know, uh, people, you know, I couldn't tell you like how many times that they videotape me with doing magic, like at different functions. And and so, you know, I think the vast majority of them do ask. They said, do you mind? I said, no, not at all. Go ahead and help yourself. You know what? People don't seem to realize that actually helps you if they get you on videotape because they'll show it to their friends and say, hey, who is this magician? He was really cool, you know. Now, uh, throughout the years, though, you know, we've uh, we've been to magic shows where the magicians, you know, said, oh, no, oh, no, you can't videotape, can't take any pictures. You know, you know what? I think it's kind of a shame. You know, I think yeah, it's a good know, idea. I was actually going to ask you that the last podcast when we had mentioned that uh, if you get a lot of people at your shows that, that take photos, oh, and videos of what your take on it is. Yeah. You, you know what? I have no problem with that, Joe. You know what? I mean, like I'll actually pose with the people. The kids will come and say, hey, can you get a picture of me? You know, it's like, yeah, you know, no problem at all. You know. You know what? I have no problem whatsoever. You know what? I'm a very sociable person. I'm not trying to, you know, act yeah. like I'm something I'm not or anything. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I think it's nice when people do that, really. Yeah, you know, there, there's only at Monster Bash, there's only one person I could remember that was uh, against it. I'm not, I don't want to mention his, his name or anything. He, he was a little bit younger mm-hmm. at the time and from a, a more contemporary series. But, right. um, I actually went up and got an autograph and it was very, it, it was very businesslike and robotic talking with him and his son and how it was done. It was very impersonable. And I, I wasn't the only one that, that felt that way there. And to, you know, make a long story short, he, he wasn't invited back for any future. Uh, <laughs> well, there there you go. Yeah, you got it. You got to be friendly, man. You can't. Yeah, I, I tell you, the rest of them there are just, oh, they're absolutely fantastic. I mean, they, you know, you know that they're they're these famous movie stars, and, and to us, they're 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 the best because you know they're they're oh, in yeah. the movies that we love, or they're the children Absolutely. of the, the actors or actresses we love. Icons, icons. Yeah, and, and you know what? And they're just kind of like family. They're very they're very easy to talk to and all that. I mean, there there was a few. I remember standing one time looking over uh, my shoulder, and you know, there's a. Uh, Carolyn Monroe and, and the rest of the uh, the girls from uh, the Hammer Girls and everything, and they're standing there just talking to people, you know, in the audience, waiting to go up on, on stage to to give a uh, a talk and everything. And they're just, you know, hand, you know, standing around just saying hi to people. People are coming, taking pictures, of it, and it's like, 
you know, no big deal. You know, they, they didn't uh, care. They, they absolutely uh, loved it. So it was, uh, that's really it, it's cool. Very cool, man. I, I, I absolutely, you know, love it there. And I tell you what, I'm real excited, um, for this weekend to meet some of the horror hosts too, because we got a uh, Drak and uh, Karita are there from Cleveland. Nice. And if no one's ever seen them, they're, they're absolutely, they're really cool. You could find a lot of their stuff on the monster channel. They do absolutely funny. I mean, they're hilarious. Um, so definitely check them out. And then there's um, Mr. Lobo's going to be there. I believe he's from out in California, but he's, he always got some really cool props and everything up there. And, um, you know, he, he's someone like I think you would like because he has a lot. He does like some magic stuff, you know, in his with with the different props and all that nice. uh, that he uses. And then um, I thought there was one other one going to be there. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm real excited to see some of the horror hosts uh, this year because over the last few years with COVID and everything, some of the horror hosts, they weren't coming out to the shows. So this would be kind of like the first one where they're starting to come back. So oh, that's great. Be cool. And there's going to be David, the rock Nelson. Have you guys ever had the pleasure to meet David, the rock Nelson? No. I have not. No. Eddie. David, the rock Nelson, David, the rock Nelson. If you date, Okay, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to talk about David the Rock Nelson here for for a, a few brief minutes here because if you guys don't know th- this guy, he is. I think it was in 1999 he was on the Letterman Show. Something you could find it on 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 YouTube. Type in David the Rock Nelson, and he was he was voted the the weirdest guy in the United States. Whoa, really? And huh. he is uh, he's a former Marine. He's a Ford and former golden gloves boxer and he is a he's a renegade monster movie maker and i i I don't know how to explain it you you have to go to i'm I'm urging everybody out there to to keep an open mind go to youtube type in david the rock nelson and just enjoy yourself um he, he he's definitely one of a kind now he They'll invite him to Monster Bash to do. Uh, he'll he'll put one of his movies on or something. And nine times out of ten, about five minutes into his rambling, he, he loses his shirt. Uh. He, he's running around. He he'll sign stuff for you. I had last year. I got a baseball signed by him. I don't know with a ghost on it. I don't know what that means or anything. But uh. he gave me a baseball signed his name with a ghost on it and. Um, he he's very different. He's he's a very cool guy. Um, there, there's definitely some. Um, um, I, I I don't know how to explain it. Go go to YouTube, <laughs> type in David the Rock Nelson. All right, we'll check it out and just enjoy yourselves. If you could, some of his movies are hard to find, but they are basically him with a camera, running around his front yard with his friends that have a mask on. And this guy's he's like in his fifties or early sixties, and making these movies are. Yeah, there you you have to go check it out. I, I don't yeah, know how definitely. to explain it. Oh, yeah, but... Definitely check it out. Hey, you know what? You're you're not far from Trundle Manor, Joe. If you're going to be in Cranberry, I told you guys about that on a few previous podcasts. That's out in Swissville, Pennsylvania. If you have a chance, you should call them up and and try and uh, schedule like a little tour. Oh yeah, that's place. right. Yeah, they, they are out there. Yeah, I we can get them probably... on the podcast. You know that would be cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try because you know what I'm uh, pretty good friends with the owner. Uh, his his name is Mister Arm, A R M, and uh, that's a that's an yeah uh, that's an acronym. His name's Anton Raphael Mariello, and uh, you know what they got the coolest place. A lot of quack machines, a lot of neat stuff. I did about three shows over there, and they were the coolest shows I ever did, man. Because I brought all my spooky stuff. It fit right in. Haunted baby dolls, talking skulls, books that open up on their own it was just such such a cool time over there yeah we definitely have to get them on i'd love to talk about their uh their collection and everything and um i, I wonder if they're going to be up at, at monster bash this year be being that they're so close you know what who knows because that would fit right in there you know i mean yeah. wow yeah because you know we get it there's now that everything's kind of opening up a lot more a lot more people and guests are starting to to come out because last year it was kind of very slim, but you still had, you know, mm-hmm. some of the people coming in. Now it's really starting to, uh, I'm, to pick up. So I'm excited about June. 
Uh, August is looking really cool for the, uh, the Bela Lugosi Film Festival. And uh, even October, which is usually kind of like it has been in the past, they're a little bit smaller. I mean, it's going to be just as big as their uh, their June one. So uh, I'm excited. Like I said, I, I'm like a I feel like I'm rambling by him. I'm like a kid, like waiting for Christmas. Like it's uh, like a countdown, man. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being excited, man. Yeah, it, it is definitely. Well, I think my wife is getting a little bit over because, like I told her last week, it was Friday morning. I got off of work at, at 6 a.m. and uh, I told her, I said she's laying on the couch, you know, half a half asleep and everything, and. I'm standing there. I'm staring at her. She goes, what are you doing? I said, it's, it's time. She goes, time for what? I said, it is time. It is the road to Monster Bash. She's like, go to sleep. <laughs> Does she like to go with you on those things? No. You know, she, uh, she'll she sit and watch the movies sometimes because she, she likes older movies. But, yeah. no, she won't go to the convention. <laughs> Plus, we got two dogs that, that need to be watched. So, Oh, I see. But I, I've been trying to get some of my other friends to go, but a lot of them have young kids, so it's kind of kind of hard to get out and all that. But you know, I I, I go there. I, I meet a lot of uh, you know friends that I, I've made over the years. Talk to some different people, and um, you know, this year I'm really looking forward to. Uh, hopefully, he's listening to this and, and remembers is um, uh, Charles Rosny and checking out his, his book, the uh, the top ten list of, of horror movies and all that, where he you know, interviews a lot of different celebrities and gets their top 10 uh, horror movie list because I'm going to make, I'm going to make my list of top 10 at the time. And uh, I want to discuss it with him and, and kind of see what he thinks about it. And, uh, and some yeah, of the I thought movies, that was, you though. know what? I thought that was a, that was a pretty cool podcast. I couldn't honor that night. I did listen to it. I think the number one movie selected by the, by the Hollywood stars was the exorcist. Of yeah. America. And that was a, Wow, that was a that was a cool movie. That that scared the hell out of me, man. I you know, what I, I I always liked that movie, but I I don't know if I a, it definitely wouldn't be in my top ten. We'll put it that way. I think yeah. it's. I guess if I made a, a more contemporary list, it, it might be in the top ten. But you know, to me, my top ten, I I stay, a lot of them are the classics. You know, yeah, thirties, forties, and and fifties, and you know, even some in in the twenties. Now, um, we were talking about in the past some of those Lon Chaney. Uh, uh, videos and I was just talking about one um, Chuck. You know, I, I'm I meant to. I don't know if I mentioned it to you or not, or anybody else out there. But I did put it on. Um, let me bring it up real quick here on my computer under Cryptic Classics on uh, the forum site. And it's an old Lon Chaney movie. I want to get the um, I want to get the year right, but I wanted to see if you had ever seen this before. And I wanted to talk to Michael Mesner, see if he's seen it before, but it's he who gets slapped from 1924. <laughs> no, I never saw it. Never. Oh man. Well, we got some new homework. <laughs> oh, wow. So There's white zombie and he who gets slapped in the mouth, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I tell sounds you like, what, that sounds like me with Sherry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry might get some ideas from this. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But I tell you what, it is a, um, if you like clowns or if you don't like clowns, it, it it's very cool. And it, of course it stars Lon Chaney. Like I said, it's from 1924. It's a silent film. I'll check it, it out. It's like the past silent films of Lon Chaney that we uh, that we talked about. Um, you know, like West of Zanzibar and The Unholy Three. It goes by very quick. It's it, you don't even feel like you're watching a uh, a silent movie. It's very. Um, I tell you what, I, I'm not a. I'm a fan of clowns. Like they don't bother me. You know, some people are real afraid of them yeah, and all that, but right. just looking at the black and white clowns and the way that they wore the makeup at that time, they were oh, really scary. freaky. <laughs> freaky, man. Hey, how about that hotel? I think it's in Vegas. The clown, the clown motel or clown hotel. That looks pretty neat. I never heard of that. Yeah. There's, it's a, it's a well-known place. Check it out. If you, if, if you Google it, the clown motel, I believe it's called. And it's, it's somewhere in Vegas. And uh, there were several movies that they filmed actually around that around that motel. It looked really cool. I so mean, the whole everybody thing is, that works there, uh, like dressed up and as a clown. I believe, yeah, I believe so. And there's a bunch of clown memorabilia, uh, knickknacks everywhere. Just, I mean, the whole thing is decked out with clowns, man. I'm looking at it online now. It says Experience America's Scariest Motel. Yeah, yeah, clown motel. <laughs> yeah, now that would be kind of freaky. I mean, you'd be sleeping and you'd hear squeaky shoes. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When did clowns yeah, I don't know about scary. that. <laughs> when did clowns become scary? 
A lot of people have. I I tell you what, there's a more and more people to talk to that don't like clowns. Are you a fan of clowns, Eddie? I don't care for them, to be honest with you. I don't. <laughs> <care for> <laughs> no, not sure. that I'm scared. I just never thought I. I, I never enjoyed. Uh, clowns, except if they did magic, but I never had a liking for them. No, I'm not, not too crazy. Sherry's sister is afraid of uh, ventriloquist dummies. When I first met oh, Sherry, really? yeah, yeah, when I pulled she my ventriloquist, like yeah, when I pulled my ventriloquist dummy, she said, "Put it away, put it away." <laughs> is it a ventriloquist clown? <laughs> no, it's just a regular little boy-looking dummy. Oh, that's she just that's doesn't like them. Freaky. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because uh, one of those outer limits or. Twilight, There's a Twilight Zone. Zone that had one, yeah, where it That's came to it. life. It freaked yeah. her out when we were, she was a lot, she's four years younger than me, so we used to watch those together, snuggle on the couch. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you, like I said, you know, with clowns, I, I've always kind of enjoyed them, you know, especially when we went to the circus and everything. Yeah. But I don't find them scary and all that, but I, I, I tell you what, I've been kind of getting more into, um, black and white movies with clowns in them because I just, I kind of like to see how they evolved over the years. And I tell you what, especially, you know, as we were talking about the 1924 one, he who gets slapped, just the makeup and their outfits in there. If you were to put, take that clown, just take him out of the movie and put him on the street today, it would freak people oh, out. I mean, they would people. be, Absolutely. yeah, they would be running crazy. <laughs> how about, how about some of these costumes where kids used to dress up? I see these old photos from back in the twenties and thirties when they dressed up for Halloween. Oh, that's Whoa. the stuff of nightmares, man. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. Yeah. There, I, I found some, um, when I, I did a book a couple of years ago on Camel, Ohio, and I was, I really wanted to find some old, um, photos of Halloween from like the, you know, something around the schools or from the park or something. Yeah. I found this photo of, bunch of kids sitting in a, a classroom with these um almost look like homemade costumes i guess you know yeah. some, it had to been i think it was from the 50s or something oh yeah burlap oh, bags God, burlap they scary bags. yeah burlap bags with like holes cut <laughs> yeah they look they look freaky man they look freaky yeah i i found quite a few like that it almost there was a a kid was dressed i think it was from the 40s and it wasn't in my city but i, I was found it online and he was dressed up as Mickey Mouse, but the Mickey Mouse mask he had, it looked like mm-hmm. a World War One um, <laughs> like gas mask with just mouse ears on it. I mean, it was <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, back when I was a kid in the late 60s, early 70s, we had those hard masks, you know. And yeah. uh, wow, they've, they've evolved a lot now with the latex and everything. And then one year when I was maybe, I don't know, 12 years old, 10 years old, uh, mine had a mine had a hidden battery in it. It was a big D cell. It ran down down the cord, and it, you hide it in your pocket. And, and when you push a secret button, there was a light bulb that lit up. And tech, it was like, whoa! He has a, he has wow. a light bulb on his. Whoa! You know, <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's really that's that's cool, man. I, I see some of the costumes now, and you know, especially around my area, that a lot of the kids they don't dress up or they just kind of like have a mask hanging around their neck. But man, we always used to dressing up was fun. And you know, that's like you were talking about bringing it back to the conventions. I, I love seeing people dress up at conventions because it, it's something that's outside of, you know, the normal of, of Halloween where people, and even comic book shows, you know, where you see people absolutely dressed up as anything there, you know, it, it's really cool. I, I love seeing it. I love to see the different designs and some of them, really are, are quality pieces of work and you could tell they put in a, a lot of money to in their to their costume and their makeup and stuff i mean oh, really yeah cool. you know joe about what five years ago sherry we went to a we went to like a haunted uh a haunted mystery theater type of thing and it was on a train and it was it was oh, really cool. yeah it was really neat oh, you mean a murder mystery dinner yeah it, we went on the train yeah it, it was a murder mystery dinner and yeah. you know where uh, you know people are getting rubbed rubbed out left and right and okay. you're supposed to figure out who killed who you know and then and then you get on the train and stuff and it drives you all through the place it was up in uh, titusville pa yeah. And then we stayed overnight. And then we slept overnight. You could, yeah, what you could do is rent like a little train car. Yeah, it was nice. It was a little caboose (laughs) (laughs) that they had decorated. It was really nice. Um, But the the Halloween costumes, it was around Halloween time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the costumes they had, like you said, were so creative. 
it, it was unbelievable. I mean, it was really, uh, yeah. One guy won. He uh, won the competition. He was dressed up like a Mad Hatter that kind of had ripped clothes and stuff, but he looked really sinister. He did a really good job. Oh, nice. You know, last year I was going to wear my, um, um, get that, uh, Oh, what is it? Uh, dirt from or sand, dirt or sand from Dracula's castle pendant that came out. And what was it? What was it, Eddie? Was that like the seventies or eighties? Uh, the pendant came out, I think, in I, if I'm correct, nineteen sixty nine. Okay. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. You're right. It might be seventy one, seventy two, something like that. I really don't remember right now. But it was in all the covers of famous monsters. Yeah. Yeah. So I was gonna wear that. I think it was last year. To uh to monster bash, but I decided I I got kind of cold feet, you know, right before I said I don't want to lose it or break it. I said, no, in my luck, out there'll be you know Dracula Castle dirt everywhere. <laughs> um, I may bring it. I may bring it this year, you know, if I run into Charles because he does the Dracula tours and all that. So I want to get his Charles. I'm calling you out. I want your expert opinion. Is this authentic soil from Dracula's Castle? <laughs> I'm bringing it there. I'm videotaping it, and, and I want to see if this is real soil. Since you've been there for that's right you know, several decades, you should know the difference between Dracula soil and regular soil from throughout the world. Yeah, that would that would be cool. When does that when does that driving thing come out in uh, Vandergriff, PA? I remember you mentioned that last year. I couldn't. Oh, you know it. what, Chuck? They just had one. Um, uh, actually, a couple of weeks ago, because Eddie had mentioned that. Um, monster bash or the monster bash crew wasn't at i believe it was chill or something so i looked up to see you know why they weren't there here they had a thing at at the vandergriff drive that weekend oh. and I, i'm sorry i missed it because they had some really great movies playing yeah. i'd like I, to check that out sometime now now will they be repeating this in the fall you know what they they do them every once in a while i i'm i'm wondering if they're gonna do one in july or anything i'm gonna try to keep more up to date with the uh Vandergriff, they have a uh, a web page, okay. and they'll post it on there too. I'm gonna try to excuse uh, find it a, l- a little bit quicker. Hopefully next time. Now they may do one in the fall because there's a monster bash in October. I don't know if they'll do that there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they try to kind of do it, you know, on months where they don't have a um, a monster bash going on. So I'm thinking maybe. Um, end of July or sometime in September, they may okay. do one out there. But I, I would love to uh, go out there. I'll, you know, if one of us finds out, let the other know, and maybe we can meet up there and, and watch. Yeah, them. that would that would be cool because that's not real far from us. Vandergrift is probably forty minutes away. What's it all about? <laughs> What's that? The Vandergrift? Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a real nice drive-in. They have a real nice uh, screen, and then uh, really cool inside area where they have a whole snack buffet and the monster bash team they'll put out movies and books and all that and, and toys to purchase but you, you basically sit in your car and they'll play like some um some cartoon shorts maybe some three stooges and then they'll usually play two or three movies that and all the way into the night and um i know last year when i went it was they did it really cool because it was kind of an all-day thing they had breakfast in the morning um, they had different events going on during the day, and then as soon as the sun went down, they started with the movies and everything. So it was it was pretty cool. That sounds really neat. Yeah, but it, yeah, if one of us finds it, let the other know, and we'll have Definitely. to meet up there, and we'll even try to get Mister Guevara to uh, to drive out there, or maybe fly his uh, his homemade flying saucer out there. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be cool. What's that, Eddie? I said I will try. Well, you, you got to start making your, your flying foster, man. Huh? Can you guys hear me at all? Because I, I want to make sure the microphone here is connected correctly. Yeah, you sound a little bit low. I don't know if you're you're still underwater or what. <laughs> you sound a little far away. No, remember yeah. we had, uh, I think we had all the outages and stuff. It might be due to the fact that, you know, uh, my, the internet went off before. Remember when we went on? Yeah. We had to restart, so I think it might be in my area. Yeah, maybe. Are, are you guys hot out there too? Because I know it, it's been a real hot week here. Oh my goodness, I, it's so hot here. I haven't been out. Now, can you hear me good now, or do I have to yell? It still sounds far away. Really? Wow. Eat the mic. Eat the mic. <laughs> are you in another room? Then your no, mic. <laughs> technically, I'm gonna disconnect. Let me see. How about now? A little bit better. Yeah, it's passable. It'll work. <laughs> 
Are you wow. there, Eddie? Are you there? Earth Eddie, Earth Eddie, come in, Eddie. And right now, you guys don't hear me. Oh, that sounds oh, that sounds good. That yeah. sounds good. Now, all right, there we go. Now, we're oh, okay, perfect. No, I was saying that. Uh, whatever, whatever you were saying that I was saying. Go ahead. <laughs> whatever you were saying, that's what I was saying. We were telling you got to get your your flying saucer together to come out to uh, to Vandergrift next time. And, you, and you watch know, the movies yeah, on the big yeah. screen. I, I would love to do that, Joe. If uh, you just let I me forgot. know a week in advance, I, I probably will make it a, a point to go over there. We have to meet eventually, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah one we of these days, that. I, we, we have to do one in, in the... Um, it'd be nice to really meet up, too, in that... Uh, Chuck, what's it called? The the Manor? Trundle Manor. That would be Trendle cool. Trundle Manor. Yeah, that'd be really cool to do a podcast from there amongst all their... I, I You know what? I would make stuff. that a point. If you guys want to do it, that sounds phenomenal. I mean, the last time I know Chuck was trying to get us to meet in the Flying Saucer area, uh, they changed the date. But you know what the problem is with that? That I think Chuck wants wants us to go to one of those weird, unknown land and maybe get attacked by a Bigfoot. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, you think Chuck and, and Sherry would have invited us to Ocean City to uh, the park? Know, we go right from the beach. I mean, how, how much better could that have been? Oh my! Well, God. yeah. You know, unfortunately, what? my invitation got lost in the mail. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it, that's right. Yeah, the, the dog, the dog ate it. Yeah, the dog ate it. <laughs> they, they like, uh, you know, yeah, because they got the dog now. I think mice was eaten too, but they kind of like to keep it private. Like, they're not yeah. going to Key West. I heard. In search of a haunted doll, but I'm not going to say much because I think Chuck is planning a way to swindle it and oh. take it out of the state. You know? Yeah, I would. I don't think I'd want that doll. That thing's pretty creepy. There's, it's called uh, uh, Robert Robert the, Robert the doll. If you search that, uh, Joe, this this thing has a has a uh, has quite a past, a, a like a nefarious past. The guy that owned it supposedly this doll was seen peeking out the window of his house when nobody was home. Back when he was a kid, and it was running across the floor. So they have it down in the uh, museum down there. Uh, it was like 1915, maybe somewhere around there. And I'd like to see this thing in person. And uh, so, so I'm going to try to get that on video. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of uh, radio interviews with people that that interact with Robert the doll. I heard he's he's pretty uh, freaky and all that. And I, I know some people even got video where it looks like he's moved and everything on his Yeah, own. I'd like to check this thing out. Like, his face is actually made of, like, cork, kind of. It's got, like, holes in it, like, kind of craters and stuff and everything. It looks, it looks really, really bizarre. And he's dressed as a sailor, and he's holding a little pet lion. Like, so, so the doll's holding a little lion, a little doll. And it's it's pretty cool, though. I'd like to check this thing out when we're down there. And you know what? We won't be far from Cuba, Eddie. We'll be, uh, we'll be in Key West, man. Not that far. I don't know how true this is. I've never been to Key West. My wife did. But if they say if you look at the sound there, you can see the lighthouse from Havana. Wow. Oh, it's nice. only 90 miles away, but I think you could miles, see it yeah. through binoculars or something. I've, I've never been down in Key West. I can't um, I don't know. I mean, I just never, there's nothing there, I think. I mean, there's a lot of things, but I would be more proud to go to where there's like pirate stuff. and Yeah. It's it sounds humid. It sounds hot to me. I don't know. We'll see. You know, we you started mentioning a, a doll and everything. And we've been talking about some spooky stuff at last pod, well, last few podcasts and this one. But um, I got a really cool, um, I got a really cool uh, tale right here. If you guys want to hear it, uh, it's from the book. It's called "The Thing at the Foot of the Bed and Other Scary Tales" by Maria Leach. So if you guys are up for a very yeah. quick short Go story ahead. yeah Go ahead joe take it away very i mean it's so hot outside it feels like a, a huge campfire so you know <laughs> we can pretend like we're around the campfire and i'm going to tell you guys a, uh, a little spooky story it's called sop doll all right you know we're talking about dolls so sit back relax and enjoy the smooth sound of my voice now <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, here we go. This is from The Thing at the Foot of the Bed. All right, it's called Sop Doll. Once there was a miller who owned a big mill, and he hired a young boy named Jack to help him. The day Jack arrived, he said, I've come to tend the mill. And the miller said, Well, I must tell you that I've had many millers, and they all died the first night. All right, said Jack, I don't care. Just the man I need, said the miller. So he showed Jack all around the mill, and he showed him his own corner where he would sleep and the fireplace where he would cook. 
and he showed him his own store of meal and meat in his own big skillet. This was fine, Jack thought, and he set right to the bake some bread and fry some meat. And then he sat down on the floor to eat his meat and bread and gravy or sop, as the gravy was called in that region. A candle on the table and the blazing fire made light enough. Then all of a sudden, it got pitch dark. Jack leaned forward to stir up his fire for more light, and when he sat back, the mill was full of cats. He couldn't count all the yellow eyes a-shining in the dark. He felt sort of scared, but he began to eat his supper. Then one old cat stepped out in front of Jack and said, Sop, doll, sop. All the cats sat down in rows in front of Jack then. And the big old cat struck her paw in Jack's meat sop and licked it. Sop, doll, sop, she yelled. Jack did feel pretty scared, but he said, You stick your paw in here again and I'll whack it off. (laughs) So she struck her paw in Jack's meat sop again and licked it. Sop, doll, sop, she yelled. Do that again and I'll whack it off, Jack said. So she did it again and so Jack whacked it off. The old cat gave a great screech and disappeared. All the cats vanished with her. The paw had fallen right into the skillet and Jack saw that it was not a paw, but a woman's hand with a fine gold ring on it. So Jack took the hand and wiped the meat sop off of it and put it in his pocket and went to sleep. In the morning, he went to the house to tell the miller what had happened. The miller was glad to see that Jack was still alive. Oh, sure, I'm alive, said Jack. So Jack told the miller his story and pulled the hand with the ring on it out of his pocket. And the miller saw that it was his own wife's hand and his own wife's ring, which he had been given to her himself. He ran upstairs to find her and found her lying in bed very sick. Show me your ring, he said. And the woman stretched her left hand out of the covers with an old doll ring on it. The other one, the miller said, but she wouldn't. So he grabbed her right arm himself and saw that the hand had been cut off at the wrist. Then the miller knew that his wife was a witch. Yeah. The end. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool story. I know um, a few podcasts ago we had talked about some old books and I had found this. It's an old Dell book from, um, I believe it's from the 70s. Um, looking, oh, actually 1959. This one's a six printing from 79 that I'm holding here. But a lot of these stories um, that are in these books and, and that one too uh, were the influences for, remember the uh, scary stories to tell in the dark? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he took a lot of them from these old folk tales and everything like that. So um, I remember reading these, you know, long before those uh, stories. Hey, I think up. that's, hey, I think that's a great, I think that's a great story, Joe. You know what? And I think you should read one of those every podcast. That's kind of colder. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the thing I got from the stories, I think that Jack lived in a cat house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to go have some sop. So excuse me. There you go. Uh, go tell uh, Sherry to, to make some sop. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Mine is more like swill over here. I'm, yeah, there I'm you go. Swill, you, know? you know, Chuck, and, and you guys, can you guys hear me clear, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the things I'm going to say to you that's kind of interesting that you said that. That that um, book that you read, Joe, is most, like, anybody knows any, not Dell, what was it, Scholastic Books Oh. that came out are phenomenal especially with the artwork you know one thing that really blew my mind if you go on ebay and you search out a honeycomb cereal box from the 70s and stuff and let's say you try to buy one with the record intact they sell the horror record for almost every horror record that came out but they never sold an entire box that still has the record intact wow making me wonder how much the one that i own that still has the record intact would be worth today now what kind of were those scary sounds on there did they yeah have no no they had like for example honeycombs came out back in i think 71 74 or 76 around there they they had uh records that you would cut out of the back and it would be one was the ha- sounds of the haunted house mm-hmm. scary sounds uh different altogether they put out like six different ones if you go to ebay they, they're available you can buy the records that people eventually apparently cut out 
mm-hmm. and put on the record players, but you cannot buy a cereal box with the record still intact. I have never seen one. Oh, wow. And and that's sad because, I mean, it would be phenomenal to own one like that. In Whoa. fact, uh, me and Chuck had talked about it, and you too, Joe, I think we had talked about it, it would be awesome uh, to eventually try to do a House of the Unusual cereal box. And um, then that, that, that would be cool. Hard to do, and it would be phenomenal if we could. What, what, uh, would, what would be the name of our cereal? Well, you could say House of the Unusual Cereal. I mean, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the oh, we have to have a snappy name. Come on, you can I do think, it because, I, like, Chuck's Chunks. I think we should put a cat. I think we should put a cat's paw inside of it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> with uh, a ring on it. To do uh, the thing with the cereal thing is that you can actually get a hold of big cereal companies, and they they do specialized boxes. They do it like when you go to, you know, I, I guess I have Shoprite in my area. I don't know if you have a Shoprite in your area, uh, Joe, but whatever supermarket you go, you'll notice that the supermarket brands its own cereal, and they have their own cereal, like the cheaper version, but it's really the same cereal as uh, the same cereal, you yeah. know, uh, the Monster cereals and all that stuff. The only thing is that they. You can do it. It's not that expensive either. What um, would be the – no, you'd have to have like a little toy inside of it. So what would be our, our free prize toy? A little shrunken head? Seven-foot monster ghost. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> have a whole seven-foot poster in the box. <laughs> no, I think I think that would be cool, but I think you're on the right track, Joe. You like put, the, you know, fortified – Chuck's chunks, maybe yeah, pieces, of pieces, yeah, pieces of Joe and uh, Eddie's ears or something. You know, <laughs> that'd be cool. That, that would look <laughs> little Eddie Guevara marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be, that. That's definitely costly. You got to get like a regular cereal, and you know, just add it to it. But uh, to add like different things, then they have to create the molds. That's where the cost comes. I, I, I picture it called House of the Unusual presents presents. Chuck's chunks and they look like um, uh, Captain Crunches, and then it's Eddie, Joe, and Sherry marshmallows. <laughs> that would be cool. Would be really cool. Oh man! Oh, and, then, and then inside each box is a free seven foot poster, and we just fold it up real small and, and shove it in there. <laughs> yeah. Send in four box tops and get a bowl of sop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Four proofs of purchase plus nine ninety nine, and you get your own bowl of soft shipped right to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that would be that would be great. Put it right, you know, send it to the local uh, you know, grocery store to sell. You know, one one of the boxes that was really fun that I actually I bought like four of them actually. There was uh, a couple of years ago, Honeycomb again introduced uh, scary sounds, but what they did is that you were able to order a cassette Walkman, you know, like a cassette Walkman, with a scary sound haunted house cassette tape. This was probably in 2002, 2004. I went ahead and I ordered two of those, and I kept those because, you know, knowing that I couldn't get the originals, I, I had those right away. Now, the thing that was interesting after that is they put out a box with spooky sounds, and what it did is when you open the box, on the lid of the box, there's a little square box about uh, two inches across by half an inch thick and it will go like you know like that that's cool i have six of those (laughs) but it's really cool those were cool oh you gotta get on it eddie man we need our own our own cereal that would be neat chunks 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 (laughs) eddie jones jerry marshmallows inside (laughs) seven foot monster poster Free inside. Cherry yeah, Sherry's cherry marshmallows. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Cherry. Cherry. And Joe yeah, marshmallows. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Gravera marshmallows. They have a little Cuban cigar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would Joe have? Oh man, that would be funny. You know, um, mine would just be a, a. It'll be a black little ball. Uh, <laughs> the. I'll tell you one thing that that was always one of my my original dreams and back I, I was trying to yeah to be a marshmallow no to get yeah. a, to get a cereal box <laughs> but one of the things that I tried originally to be honest with you that I contact I did contact post honeycombs one time uh the, I mean General Mills I'm sorry in order to get on their box uh like a catalog or I was I was thinking of getting like a free one page comic book ad look alike with all my products <laughs> in it as a free yeah. gift. 
And let me tell you something. The girl in General Mills um, was interested in it. And what happened, that was the time I started the Fun Factory with Lou Weiss. And, and, and you know, it had actually, the ad came out in the comic books. And he told me to do that. And, and then I went ahead and connected. But along with time, I lost the connection. I never followed through on it. And I think one of the reasons was because if you guys remember Sun Hill Products, they're the ones that started back in the 90s or in 2000s offering the lawn and leaf bags for Halloween. Uh, you oh, know, I remember. The people, yeah, I remember. Yeah, they they do have a face of a pumpkin. Yep, yep. Well, I contacted Sun Hill Industries and I said, hey, how would you like guys like to, because this is what, when I was selling the monster ghost and I wanted to see if they would mass produce the ghost. I sent the girl, I, at that time I faxed her because, you know, we don't have computers. So I faxed her, this is like, you know, 1990, 92, I think, 93. I started faxing her pictures of the different ads from comic books for the ghost. And she was really over the head with it. Like, they really, really wanted it. And and I, I have proof of this in writing, though, because a lot of people out there will say, what? But I have the proof of this is what happened with it. Uh, Sun Hill Industries, after I explained to her about the ghost, she wanted me to send her a sample. And I refused. I said, no. And Lou Wise said to me, don't do it because they're going to take. I said, I have to be there and we'll sign some contract and I'll show you what it looks like. Right. Well, within, since she didn't know what it looks like and I didn't get a hold of her, by the end of the year, Sun Hill Industries introduced the seven foot monster, uh, seven foot ghost that didn't put monster and the seven foot witch. And they were selling them for seven ninety eight each. Wow. What it did is that unlike the ghost that I had, what it had was like a seven foot sheet and it was attached with twist ties and there was a bag you would fill with leaves and it, and it had like two little light things inside. And I mean, I, ha I, ha I bought the originals, but I said to myself, what the heck, man? They just stole my idea. Oh, yeah. They always had five foot ghost, six. They never had seven foot, right? And then as you guys heard the story, which I said back in the beginning of time, that when I went to, one day I was going to Florida and I was stopping and I stopped at the dollar store and I realized that China had ripped off the whole thing and they were selling <laughs> the seven foot goats with flashing eyes. Well, this just keeps and, getting better, huh? Yeah, oh. and I was like, what? I was so angry. And, and this actually cost my pocket a lot because I went and purchased every single, like I literally stopped 17 times from here to Florida in every general dollar, I think it was at the time, and purchased the ghost. And I wound up spending over $300 in ghosts, which was funny <laughs> because I actually reused those ghosts to use the plastic to create my own monster ghost, you know? Oh, there you go. And, and but it got me so angry. I still have like six, seven boxes of those ghosts. And what got me angry was like, I'm like, why do they steal things like this? And I know it's a fact because I have the recorded call with the lady I have the original letter she sent me from Sun Hill Industries before any company in the entire country. Wow. I used that. And the same story Dave Harvest told me. He sent out to China to reproduce uh, SS Adams in the 1950s or 60s, had a little butterfly that when you opened up a gift card, I mean, a, 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 what do you call those cards? The invitation card, you know, like a Christmas card. Yeah. You would open up the card. And a little fly butterfly will fly off the card. He sent it to China. He goes, Eddie, the following year, more than 10 companies were wholesaling it. Right. They were selling it to every magic company in the country. They stole it right off him. Oh, absolutely. That's why you always say when you're going to manufacture anything, especially overseas in China or Japan, what you got to do is you got to say if you're doing a GI Joe, you send the head to one company, you send the torso to another company, the legs to another company and then <laughs> then put them together in this country so they don't know what you're trying to do with it. Yeah. You need one, Eddie, where you open the car, a Halloween card, and a little ghost flies out of it. That Yeah, uh, should, that's a good idea, see? Hey, hey, don't give anybody ideas. They might be listening. You just did. <laughs> Copyrighted House of the Unusual. <laughs> hey, if it makes you better, I've been ripped off from magic so many times, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, I mean, like tricks I come up with, someone else was... Someone else was producing it like within six months. It, it's unbelievable. It, I mean, stuff like that happens all the time. So, you know, we could we could advertise our, our cereal box. When you open up the cereal box, a uh, a ghost or something, you know, flies out of it. Yeah. Huh? Wow. Huh? What do you well, think, yeah. Eddie? You got all those balloons, man. You just put a balloon in there. Yeah, so put a balloon. Yeah, well, and... listen, now that you're saying that, guys, I almost yeah. forgot. 
uh, I put up a challenge for people to build. Uh, Joe, your thing is on its way. Uh, I think tomorrow will be on its way, actually. Um, for the robot, the Houdini robot. I asked David because he, I asked him to do the distribution for them. Uh, you know, I don't want to get mixed up into is this a challenge that I, I somehow volunteered for. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I'm going to tell, uh, well, but I asked David to do it. I don't know if he's done it just yet, but he's going to put a link for people out there that want to purchase this, uh, the robot from Houdini, uh, the poster, it's going to be available and it'll be able to be purchased on eBay uh, I think he's doing that this week, uh, but it's going to be available soon because I, I don't want to get and start putting, it'll be under maybe Agni House Novelties or be under Prescott, whatever David uses, or Xanadu Magic. But I don't want to put it because it's going to create a confusion if I'm selling it to the House of the Unusual and, you know. And so uh, What did I get myself into with this robot? Yeah, good luck. got to build it, Joe. You said you would. <laughs> Chuck built his own already. And, you know, unfortunately, Chuck had to make his hands because without knowing. And how long did it take you, Chuck? Oh, my goodness. It took me an hour to cut, an hour and a half to cut it out and about two hours to put it together. And you know what? Like, did <laughs> like, Jerry like, help you at all? No. You know what? I kind of put it together wrong because I unknowingly put the hands on his kneecaps. And I, <laughs> I said, and I said, Eddie, there's no hands. <laughs> you can never be a Frankenstein. No, <laughs> a I Dr. Frankenstein. I should have helped them. <laughs> yeah, too. really. Yeah, Mine sure. You're the nurse. You know what you know about anatomy and all that. You're like, Chuck, the hands do not go where the knees go. Yeah, I'd be a horrible Dr. Frankenstein, man. I kept putting pieces up on the floor. Mine took me two weeks, guys. Two weeks I spent doing mines. Oh, man. I'm going to have to. Uh, I, I'm kind of excited about putting it to, together, but I know it's going to be it's going to be a task. And if you guys out there don't know what we're talking about, go over to a house of the unusual.com in our forum. It's under one of them. There's a, the, a, a robot that guys have been putting together and um, it, it looks interesting. We'll, we'll say that it looks interesting. I'll be putting some updates on the, uh, the site on my progress. You and know all what? That. You know what? <laughs> take, take your time, get some good glue and just, you know, cut some out, take a break. The next day, cut some more out. Just take your, yeah. take your time. What kind of glue did you use? Did you use like Elmer's, like the stick glue? I, I used, I used a super glue type of thing because it bonds real quick and it's real powerful. You know what I mean? Okay. But you can use whatever you want. And, uh, but yeah, you know, so it all went together good except for the hands. I put them on the, for some reason, I thought it went on his kneecaps. I didn't know. I'm going to blame that on Sherry. She should have been standing by for, you know, to give you some guidance. uh, I'm going to say something because we're running out of time, but the glue that I used, I went to Michael's Joe and, and and Cherry and Chuck, and I bought the glue, you know, like when you have a, let's say a baseball cap and you want to put little beads to it and stuff. Oh yeah. That worked for me because I did have a problem trying to get the glue because the part, you know, the cardboard is kind of sturdy. And it's kind of hard to hold in place. It takes a bit of a butt. You know, it's it's a little hard gluing it together. Yeah, but, yeah. but Joe, Joe is going to tell the people out there, and he's not going to say it on this show, but I, I was uh, talking to Joe about this. He might make it that whoever builds this robot and mails it to us, the best robot built will get maybe up to even a six-foot Frankenstein color poster. That's for $149 as a gift. It will be a secret gift, but I got to talk to more to Joe about it, but that's going to probably be a challenge that will be up in the forum, and it will be posted and written by Mr. Joe, the professional writer. Yeah, that would be. That cool. would be. A, yeah, that'd be. I'll really tell you what, Eddie's Eddie's robot turned out really nice. He snapped a few pictures and put it on the front. It turned out really nice. If you want me to snap, oh, I think I did put my handy uh, handy kneecap robot on there. Yeah, I did, a, I did take a few pictures of it. It's definitely on there. But hey, guys, we got about a minute fifteen here, so we're going to wrap it up. Everyone out there, thank you for joining us. You can find this on your favorite podcast platform. Please subscribe to our channel and give us a great review because it does help us out. Also, check us out on YouTube. Search in House of the Unusual. Eddie and Chuck are always putting up some awesome videos, so make sure you're checking out daily. Subscribe to the channel, and uh, make sure you get the notifications and all that. Also, our flagship site, houseoftheunusual.com. We have a free forum there where uh, a lot of the pictures and stuff that we're talking about, we're going to be having that contest for the robot. 
and uh, I'll be posting the progress of my rover on there so you guys could all laugh at it and make fun of it. It'll be on there for <laughs> you guys to do that. Also, as we talked in the last podcast, uh, stupidcomicsmagazine.com has issue number seven out. Go over there, support them, pick up the issue uh, and any back issues if you need it. And also, man, this is the road to Monster Bash. So I will be at Monster Bash this weekend. June 24th to 26th, and I'll be posting uh, videos and photos on the forum under the Crypto Classics. So make sure you guys check that out. Guys, that's all the time we got. Thank you and good night. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night.